Well, we got Phil Moss in the chair this morning with Clarkie coming back next Monday. And we've also got the bloke who was in that chair yesterday back in the studio, the great Dean Bulldog, Richie. How are you, Bulldog? Morning, Mido, Mossy, LD. Morning, mate. Dean, how are you? We're all good. Yeah, busy day yesterday with the Ricky decision being finalised. Did we all agree one and one week and 25,000 was enough? And make sure we remember that that 25 is a personal fine. Andrew Abdo made that very clear yesterday. Generally, mm. a fine would go back to the club, but this is for Ricky to pay out of his own kick. Yeah, and Mossy made a good point earlier. It might be a good thing for Rick just to have that one week away from the game just to refresh himself, and Mossy was talking about how the mental strain gets on coaches, and you, you've mm. been there, you know a lot of coaches that have been there, and, yeah, you, your thoughts on, you know, sometimes when you're saying things like this on that platform, it might be a, a, an indication that you need to... Yeah, work. I was just saying earlier, Bulldog, like it's a comment like that speaks to you know, deeper issues um, around mental fatigue and the, the strain and the pressure of, of coaching at the top level. And Ricky's done, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this is his 20th season. Um, that, that's a that's a long, long innings. Um, so to come out with comments like that, I, I just, I looked at it at the, at the time and thought he's, he's under some serious strain here. The pressure he probably puts on himself, Loz, you know him better than better than anyone. Um, I've met him a couple of times and he's an intense sort of guy in, in the professional um, sense. I've never had a beer and a, a barbecue with him, but um, yeah, I just I just sense those comments speak to having having a week away from the game just to clear your head. I've just been to Bali for 11 days and I know how I feel now compared to when I when I left and uh, you know my, my job that I have in the day is fairly high pressure. Um, I feel like a different person myself, so I can only imagine what a week off might do for, for Ricky. Get on the golf course, worry about the, the little white ball instead of the, the Steden for a, for a week. Yeah, they certainly did rub him out. There was no uh, grey areas yesterday when Andrew Abdo held his press conference. He can't go to the game. He can't train. He can't contact players physically. Or remotely, he can't send messages to the coaching staff. He can't have any involvement in the preparation. And I did note, too, that because the presser was at 4 o'clock yesterday and it's a one-week ban, it means he will not be allowed back until 4 p.m. Tuesday. So that would also snowball into next week now because 4 o'clock Tuesday is when the team is announced for the following week against Newcastle. So Ricky technically will not have any involvement in the side that is picked for round 23 either. Do you think he should have been suspended for a week? I thought what they could have done, Loz, was suspend him for this week, suspend him for the game, and let him come back on Monday, which would then allow him to start preparing his side for the Knights, get into recovery, get into video, and then have that ability to help pick the side. I think they got it right. Look, there's a lot of debate on social media. Ricky polarises. We discussed it yesterday. Most people will be anti-Ricky rather than pro-Ricky. He gets that. He understands it. But uh, I I think they got it right. There was a suggestion it was going to be two. I think there were some meetings internally inside the NRL. And in the end, they came out with one. It's a kick in the the backside for Sticky. He knows it. He's told me he's embarrassed. And uh, I don't think you'll see it happen again. But we don't want Ricky Stewart to lose his passion, guys. We we love that about Ricky. We love him on the sidelines jumping up and down. We lo- those press conferences, they must watch. We all love Ricky's press conferences because we know there's a chance 
He's going to get snaky. He's going to get aggro. He's going to have a laugh. Whatever it may be, there's a myriad of emotions. But we love that about Ricky Stewart. And as much as this decision is right, I just hope that we don't lose the Ricky Stewart that we, we do love in terms of passion and 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 the way he embraces the game. Naturally, Penrith players rallying hard around Jamin Semin and the, the Panthers issued a statement supporting the NRL's actions there as well yesterday. And I guess you wonder on a personal front whether the matter will be taken further. Uh, but uh, the Penrith players certainly will say that Salmon was you know, pretty rattled after the comments on the weekend and uh, they're doing their best to protect him because, as we know, the sewer that is social media won't be helping his case in it as far as moving forward as well. Yeah, I spoke to some people in and around Penrith over the last day or two and they did concede that when he was young, he was a bit of a, a scallywag and he got up to some behaviour that wasn't acceptable. Uh, but those that know him now claim that he is a changed man. <clears throat> he's, he's matured and he, he's done a bit of growing up. Uh, as you say, Mido, in terms of welfare, the Pampers are, are gathering around him. I did speak to his manager too, uh, Sam A, two days ago, and he said to me that he would advise Jamin Salmon not to go down the legal avenue if that's what he's considering. I hope some lawyer doesn't wave a figure in front of his face and under his nose and he thinks it's an easy way to make some coin because a court case can get ugly. Both sides get dragged into it. The background of both get dragged into it. It could go on for 18 months and the loser whoever that may be, could be up for a lot of money. So I think we all agree that it would be better if the incident is sort of dead and buried now. Jamin's looked after. The Panthers gather around him. Ricky does his suspension, and then we can move on from this ugly mess. Uh, the Roosters have just put out a statement. Sam Verrills will be departing the club at the end of this season, and he's going to take up a two-year opportunity with the Gold Coast Titans, which I'm sure is not one bit of a surprise, really, considering Brandon Smith's going to that club. Yeah, absolutely. Smith will be there starting dummy half, you'd imagine. Mm. I can't see any other position that you'd pay top dollar to put him uh, in. You wouldn't want him on 14, even though he is a great 14. But Ferrell's is a good player. He, mm. He's a loss. Yeah, well, he's only he's young. a loss. <clears throat> he's only young, and he's won a competition. Um, I think he was the first try scorer in that grand final too against the Raiders. But he gives great service. He's a really good pickup for the Gold Coast Titans. I mean, they needed to fix their spine and they've done that now, well, starting to do that now with a bit of experience in Kieran Foran going there. You get a guy that's coming into the best, well, he should be coming into the best period of his career. You know, he's only still early 20s in Sam Verrill. He's won a competition He'll play finals football again this year, so you get an experienced player. Um, so they've bought nicely the the Titans, uh, but Brendan Smith, yeah, he'll he'll be the hooker there for the for the Roosters. And is he a he'll good fit? Is he a good fit for the Roosters? Will yeah. he will he fit in to that structured, disciplined Roosters outfit, which is renowned for being so well behaved and so disciplined? I hope he does because. Well, you can argue argue that if you're talking culture, that Melbourne's culture has been better than the Roosters. True. You know, and and they have been the leaders for the last 20 years. Well, he's found some trouble down there. That's what I mean. So so he's found trouble down there. No reason why he mightn't find trouble up here, but you could say that about anyone. Mm. You know, but a different environment and different stages of his career. You know, he's, what, now 26... 
I think. So he, he's starting to be, you know, we talk about evolving as a person. I think we all agree that as young blokes, we all do silly things. And you mature as you get older. So if you're going to take a punt on a guy like Brendan Smith, you're getting him at the right time. And you'd be prepared to take that, that punt on him. He's a wonderful player and he's a scallywag and he does some things that not everyone agrees with. Um, but you'd think if he's going to the Roosters at this particular stage of his footy career, it, it will be a good pick-up for him. Caelan uh, Ponga. Now, he wasn't named in the fullback jersey for Newcastle against Brisbane on Saturday night, Bulldog. So when can we expect to see him back this season? Yeah, it's the $64,000 question up there in the Hunter Meadow. I think you'll find he will be ruled out for the season. Uh the Knights are waiting on a medical report. As we understand it, uh, he'll be advised, or he has been advised to miss four to six weeks because of those ongoing concussions. It would mean he would be available for the final round game against Cronulla on September 4. But given the Knights can't make the finals, there's one game to go. Is it worth the risk to put him back out there? Uh, I you know, personally, with no medical background, would say, look, Go away, take a holiday, get yourself ready for next season. Well, I, I want to run this by you then, Bulldog, because I've heard him talk about how he wants to go to the World Cup. And I'll throw Tom Trebojevic into this conversation as well. They, they're both missing more than likely for the rest of the year. We know that Tom was ruled out early this season, won't play for Manly, and with Newcastle not playing finals, you'd think that Newcastle aren't going to pick him for one game after suffering those head knocks. Um, in terms of World Cup selection, do you think they'll be available to play for Australia? It's a great question, Loz, because if the player deems himself available, does the coach pick him? I would imagine that both coaches would, Michael Maguire and Mal Meninga. If Tom Brabojevic <clears throat> rings Mal and says, my rehab's complete, I haven't played, but I am available. If you want to pick me, I'll go to England. But is that a complete rehab, though? Uh, well, if he's medically ticked off. He was going to be back week one or two of the finals, Mossy. So say Manly don't make it, and it's looking more likely that they won't make it. But if by week one or two he is physically ready and the doctors have said, you are fine to go, what do you do? Do you pick him? Well, I, know, I spoke I... to some members of the Kangaroo coaching staff, and they said, mm. if he says he's available, we're picking him. Yeah. Yeah, oh, look, I know it's a different code altogether, but I'm just I'm, I'm thinking of Arnie with Tommy Rogic, for instance, for the World Cup with the Socceroos. If if you know if Tommy hasn't played any game, and I know there was a different set of circumstances there pulling out of the last qualifiers, but if he rings Arnie, you know, just before the squad has to be announced and says, "I'm right to go. I haven't played, but I've been training and I'm I'm fully fit training wise." Do you take him to a World Cup? I know it's a different code. Um, I understand that. Um, but it's a tough one. I'll ask Ooh. you, Loz, if you were the Kangaroos coach and Tom Dravorovic rang you and said, Laurie, I'm available, would you take him? Oh, you know what? Well, look, it's a hard one because he hasn't played a lot of footy. Mm. He hasn't played a lot of football and coming off a serious shoulder injury where he's had six months off. Um, I'd, I'd, have, I'd have some concerns. There's six games. You wouldn't play all six, clearly. No, no. But I'd have some concerns, I would, about taking a guy away. You're picking Um, Caelan Ponga, though, aren't you? 
Sorry? You're picking Kalen Ponga if he's available, aren't you? Well, it's the same situation. Same situation. What we saw, Kalen Ponga, was he man of the match in Origin 3? Turbo hasn't played, what, since April? Michael McGuire would have to take Kalen Ponga. But this, situ- this, this is the situation, though. You, you're the club. You talk about Latrell Mitchell at the start of the year. All right. So you've got Latrell going away and not playing for New South Wales because he'd had long-term hamstring injury. So you've got a guy that you could worry about his long-term health with concussions. And then you've got a guy coming off the back of a shoulder reconstruction. I, I don't know how the clubs would feel. Mm. about their player, you know, going to a World Cup after missing a fair chunk of the NRL season. I said Michael Maguire. Clearly, I meant Mal Meninga taking him. Yeah. I, I spoke to Des Hasler about Tom, and it was a private conversation, so I won't go into details, but he was extremely reluctant to allow Tom to tour, given what Tom has gone through this year. Mm. And in terms of Manly, who pay him the million bucks a year... Oh. They want him to have a pre-season and an off-season where he's rested and is ready in round one to come back and go, yeah. wham, bam, yeah, thank that, you, man. That's what I mean. If you go over there on those heavier surfaces, you know, rain and you know, you're playing against minnows to start with, I, I would be suggesting that they would miss mm. it to get themselves right for the full season rather than risking it and then putting your whole career in jeopardy. I said to Des Loz, and Des doesn't listen to me. He never has, he never will, and <laughs> rightly so. I said, Des, I know you're thinking about Manly, but do you take into account the kid's desire to play in a World Cup? Do you take into account his desire to do some travelling, to enjoy life, to enjoy his career as a football hmm. player? But I think you sit to- down with the player and sit down with Tom and say, mate, that's fine. But these are the risks. Mm. And, and I know you can get injured in any game, but you're more susceptible after a, you know, a serious injury. And he's had hamstring problems. He's had shoulder problems. Um, and again, if, if I'm Mal, I'm wanting him there. I'm, I'm wanting him there. Mm. Yeah, you know. You, but you, you, right you, you certainly us. want him there if he's fit and in the right frame of mind. But if I'm a club, I'm sort of thinking the other way, going, well, no, we've invested in you heavily here. We're paying you a lot, a lot of money. We've invested in you long term. You could set us back mm. five, ten years if you go over there and re-injure your shoulder and your career's done. That, that's did, why I asked the question. Mm. Sorry, you know, that's why I asked Bulldog the question. Is it rehab complete if he hasn't played a game going into a World Cup camp? Like for me, to have your rehab ticked off and complete, you've played at least a few club games before you get selected for your national team. For a World Cup, we're talking about the, the pinnacle of the sport. Med- medically, I think you can be um, declared fit, but you're right, Mossy. The unofficial pub test would be getting through a couple of games. Yeah. What did Des say when you put that to him just out of interest? Oh, it's a family show. I won't say it. <laughs> <laughs> I, look, I get Des's point. Yeah. I do. I really I understand Des 100%. Yeah. But I also get Tommy wanting to... Enjoy life as a 25-year-old yeah, exactly and go, right. go to a World Cup and enjoy the advantages and the benefits of being a rugby uh, league player. I, I, we I don't get, get a lot of travel in our game. Mm. Not, it's no, not like football, no, Mossy, yeah. where they travel the world. We don't get that. No, as long as it's all explained to him, that you're at more risk, obviously, early in your campaign of redoing it. Mm. Um, and, and same with Kalen. I mean, you know, we, we, we're hearing more more about head knocks and concussions. 
and he's had a few, I don't know. If, if I'm him, I'm, I'm probably not wanting to risk the fact that I could go over there, play one game, get another head knock, and then there's some serious discussions mm. taking place about your long-term future. Mm. Bulldog, the Sharkies rolling this season, but another player not named again this weekend who has been available more than he has in a long time, you'd have to say, over the course of his career, has been Matt Moylan. So uh, what's going on? He's battling a quad injury and not named again. Yeah, he certainly is. He's been in great nick this year, hasn't he? Mm. Also, he's been in terrific form, and I think he's got an extension down there. But yes, Mido, he has that quad. He will be rested from Saturday's match against the West Tigers out there at Tamworth. Uh, Braden Trindle would be his replacement there. More than, of course, uh, was a later mission against the Dragons last week. So a little bit of a setback, but certainly he's been in terrific form this year. Probably going back six, seven years, Laurie, to when he was a star at Penrith. I know you get all the mail from Newcastle, and they had a good victory last weekend against the Tigers. David Clemmer. I'm winding you up, Dean. Go on, keep winding. That goes straight over your head there. Yeah, a little bit. Oh, you didn't bite either. I was waiting for the dog to bite. As in the Kalen Ponga stuff? <laughs> yes. Keep going. David Clemmer picked. <laughs> yes. Will that upset the apple cart? I don't think so. Laws, I wouldn't imagine. He's a quality player. Mm. He's tough. He's been there before. No. Uh, and it. I'm not meaning the playing group. I mean, you know. Well, there's obviously the drama with Hayden Knowles right, yeah. you're referring to. Peter Parr stepped in, the new Newcastle football manager. He claims it's sorted. He claims it's harmonious again. Not sure it's always that simple. I don't think one meeting at times can just fix people who have been butting heads personality-wise for three, four years. But there's obviously an uneasy truce. But for the good of the club, for the good of Adam O'Brien's future, they've got to pull their heads in and learn to somehow get along, even if it's... Uh, a lot of tension in the air still. Johnny from Moorbank on the text line. Bulldog, any news on whether Luke Thompson will return to the field for the Dogs this season? Question without notice for you. Yeah, I think he had some concussions. I spoke to his manager about a week ago. The headaches hadn't gone. They were still there. They were hoping to get him back. But the Bulldogs looked at the Alex Twale situation. Remember, twelve got knocked out badly, and they said, that's it, you're gone for the year. A little bit like Kalen Ponga. So I think you'll find Luke Thompson, given, again, the dogs can't make the finals, I reckon he will be rested for the rest of this year as well. Mate, Loz asked this question of Danny Widler earlier in the week. Penrith, I know they're in the headlines for all different reasons over the weekend against the Raiders, but can anyone beat them for the title? And, and you so. like you t- Nathan, you take Nathan Cleary out of that side, and it's winning. almost like they didn't miss a beat. I, I said to Loz off air, Ivan Cleary's missed a few games this this season with his with his knee issues. Uh, the the coach, well oiled machine. They're well ahead, aren't they? I, I sat in that chair yesterday, Mossy, and I heard Mido and Laurie talking about the AFL, and I didn't say anything at the time. But you guys were going on about how many contenders there are, and I thought, gee, we've only really got one. Major contender. Then we got a, maybe a cluster in tier two. Most of the rest. But when you guys were going through, there was Melbourne, there was Collingwood, uh, there was Geelong, mm. uh, there was Sydney, uh, Richmond have come good. And I'm thinking, wow, you've rattled off six, seven clubs here that can genuinely win the flag in Victoria. And here we are with really one standout and then, a, 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 as I said, a, a cluster in that second tier of teams. So, look, it's a grand final, Mossy. Anything can happen. You'd think they'll be there. But all being fair... 
50% of possession, 50% of luck, no injuries, a bit of momentum. You'd think they'd win it in a so, so why why is that with the NRL then? And it's a, it's it's not a, a loaded question at all, but why why is that that there's only one real contender at the moment? Well the salary cap's supposed to have a level playing field. Yeah. You take Penrith out and the rest of them are fairly level. There's a lot of good clubs in there that are at that same level, Mossy. But I guess it's just how it happens sometimes and how it rolls. There's a there's always a standout team. But generally the standout team in Miles isn't as far ahead. That's what the Panthers are this year and last year. And it comes down to one game. Absolutely. Yeah. It comes down to 80 minutes. And yeah. we've seen it in the past where you might be the best side during the year where you look like you know, the premiership is yours, but you can have an off day. Mm. And if you have that off day on the big stage, unfortunately, you can lose a competition. You, you think, Loz, and this is not a dig at Penrith, they, they cracked in that grand final in 21 against Melbourne. And then last year, Adam Reynolds kicks that goal from the sideline. Twenty goes into mm. twenty twenty rather mm. goes into a in a golden point. But they were busted last year. Yeah, they were. P- Pen- Penrith were were busted. It can happen, and they they uh, proved to everyone how tough they were because they had plenty of players playing with injury, and um, you know they, they won tight games of footy where we thought they'd blow teams away. Mm. But yeah, they're 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 a wonderful team. Thank you, Bulldog. Thanks for having me.